What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 week one wide receivers. Hopefully this video can help you guys go out, set your starting lineups. As always, if you have any fantasy questions, you know, start sits, you can drop those down below. All I ask is that you guys give me the scoring format. So PPR, half point PPR standard. Um, and then if you do drop a question or, you know, you just enjoy the content, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into it. So we're splitting these players up into tiers. And I did just want to go over the injuries first. So I ended up including Terry McLaurin in these rankings. It does seem like there's a chance he plays. I don't know if I'm leaning that he does play or doesn't play, but there does seem to be a decent shot. So I did include him in these rankings. I did not include Cooper Cup or Jerry Judy. I would heavily lean towards those players not giving it a go this week. But let's take a look at the players I have in tier one. So we're going to have Justin Jefferson going up against the Bucks, Jamar Chase going up against the Browns, Tyreek Hill against the Chargers, Amon Ross St. Brown against the Chiefs, Lamb against the Giants, AJ Brown against the Patriots. Garrett Wilson against the Bills, Diggs against the Jets, and then Devontae Adams against the Broncos. So we have some favorable matchups in here. We also have some tougher ones. I think most notably Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams probably have the toughest matchups in this tier. But this is like the tier of players where you spent top draft capital on them. You probably spent a round one or a round two pick on these players. Regardless of matchup, they're going to be locked into your lineup every single week. So even in bad matchups, you're starting Stefan Diggs, you're starting Devontae Adams. So these are going to be my tier one options. Now moving into tier two, we're going to have Chris Olave, Jalen Waddell, Calvin Ridley, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, and Keenan Allen. So these are kind of like your fringe wide receiver ones when you were drafting. The players are probably taking like the two, three turn through probably like the third round area. I like Chris Olave's matchup here against the Texans. Same thing with Jalen Waddle going up against the Chargers. I think that's going to be a pretty high scoring game. I think he can benefit from it. Some people may be concerned going with Calvin Ridley here in week one. Personally, I'm very high on Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to step in and be the wide receiver one from week one. So very confident playing Calvin Ridley. Then you've got Devonta Smith, T. Higgins. Not necessarily great or terrible matchups here, but players who are going to be locked into your lineup every single week. And then Keenan Allen, like the matchup against the Dolphins. I believe the Chargers had the second highest implied points this week. I view Keenan Allen as their wide receiver one. So I think he's going to have a nice week one performance. Now looking at tier three, we have Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, and Debo Samuel. This is kind of a tier that's pretty similar to the tier I had heading into the season. Had all these guys kind of in the same range. Um, you know, Mike Williams is the guy that I'm probably higher on than consensus. When he's healthy, he just consistently gives you fringe wide receiver one production. Just talked about how I love the matchup there against the Dolphins. So I would feel very confident starting Mike Williams. He might be your wide receiver three, maybe even your wide receiver four. If he is there, I would not, you know, be concerned about throwing him into your starting lineup. Now moving into tier four, kind of a bigger tier here. Going to have Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, and Mike Evans. Got Christian Watson and DJ Moore kind of facing off here. I think two very interesting players for fantasy. For Christian Watson, he had a really hot finish to his 2022 rookie season. Kind of going to be able to see if he's going to keep that going here in 2023. I do think he'll be able to build on it, but I also think taking a look at the quarterback play of Jordan Love will also be important here. And then for DJ Moore, he's consistently had really rough quarterback play throughout his career, 
but he still gives you decent fantasy production. We're going to see what kind of leap Justin Fields takes here. So I think a really nice matchup between those two. Drake London, buying into him here in year two. He just needs the quarterback play to not be terrible, and he's going to be a solid fantasy option. Commanded targets at a crazy high level last year, especially for a rookie. Deontay Johnson may seem high to some. Um, For me, I'm just very high on him. Also, 49ers, pretty tough defense, but they weren't great against the pass last season. It's honestly probably because they were ahead early on and teams, you know, had to pass a ton for volume, but that could be the situation here in week one. And I think Deontay Johnson can benefit from it. Looking at Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in this tier, they're going up against the Vikings. The Vikings allowed the second most points per game to wide receivers last year. I feel like if you drafted these guys, Obviously, you're concerned about the quarterback play with Baker Mayfield, but you drafted them because you believe in the talent of Chris Godwin and you believe in the talent of Mike Evans. And with this matchup, this is just one of those weeks where I think if you felt confident enough to draft them, they should be, you know, really nice starts in your lineup. In between Godwin and Evans, we have DeAndre Hopkins and Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett's just a really nice weekly start. Um, JSN, I think, will probably take a little bit to get going coming off a wrist injury and just being a rookie. I think him and Metcalf will be, you know, the best options in this wide receiver room early on. And then for D-Hop, it'll be interesting to see how he looks in this Titans offense. You're kind of hoping he doesn't have a fall off and you're hoping he can command some solid volume there. Now, shifting into tier five, we're going to have Tara McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, and Brandon Ayuk. So I started off with the two Washington wide receivers. I mentioned how I'm going to have McLaurin in these rankings. If McLaurin plays, he's good to go. You know, there's no limitations. This is where I would have him in my rankings. And if McLaurin does play, I may slide Jahan Dotson down like a few slots, but it's not like he would free fall out of these rankings. If McLaurin doesn't end up playing, then this is pretty much the area where I would have Jahan Dotson, but I would bump him up into like that tier four territory. And then you can kind of just, you know, pick your favorites out of that tier. Michael Pittman, I think some people are very low on Pittman this season. I just think he's a very talented wide receiver. He's the Colts clear wide receiver one. And even if Richardson isn't all that great, I still think he'll be able to support Michael Pittman. Christian Kirk as like a mid-tier wide receiver three. I feel like Christian Kirk has some people who are very high on him. Others, not a huge fan. I think he'll be a nice, you know, wide receiver three option playing the wide receiver two behind Calvin Ridley. I just don't know about his ceiling this season, which is why it might be a little bit lower than consensus. Probably also a little bit lower on Brandon Ayuk. I know some people are very, very high on Ayuk. If I'm being honest, I think the, you know, kind of upside for Ayuk is later on in the season. And not that you're hoping for injuries, but I think that's where the upside for Ayuk is going to come from. Early on in the season, when you have a healthy Debo, healthy Ayuk, healthy Kittle, and a healthy CMC, that's a lot of mouths who need to be fed in this offense. That's why I'm not overly high on Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a very talented player. And if maybe Kittle goes down or Debo goes down, I think he'll definitely shoot up these rankings. But week one, I'm not overly high on him. And then the uh, final tier we have here is going to be tier six. We have George Pickens, Marquise Brown, Sky Moore, and Cortland Sutton. I know some people prefer Pickens over Deontay Johnson. I'm definitely not there. I think Deontay is just locked in for a ton of volume. We'll see if Pittman is kind of able to expand on his role here in year two. Definitely think he's an interesting option, but I do think there should be some distance between him and Deontay Johnson. Then we have Marquise Brown. With Marquise Brown, I do think he's potentially playable as like a wide receiver three. 
flex option week to week. But the upside for Marquise Brown is either going to be with the return of Kyler Murray or potentially the Cardinals just tanking it and trading him to a contending team. I think that would probably be his peak upside. So I think, you know, whatever situation happens there, I think he's going to be a better option later on in the season. And if you don't roster Marquise Brown and he struggles early on, I think he's someone that I'd be looking to kind of buy low on in trades, you know, if that window is open. And then the final two players here, Sky Moore and Cortland Sutton. For Sky Moore, if I was going to be playing a Chiefs wide receiver in this game, it would be Sky. Uh, Kadarius Tony will be playing, but he's missed a bunch of time throughout camp. And even when he has been healthy, he really just can't stay on the field and they haven't given him a huge route participation. So I'm not super worried about Tony, especially here in week one coming off an injury. We know Sky Moore is going to be one of their starting wide receivers. The Chiefs are probably going to be without Travis Kelsey in this game. And then you look at the Lions, they allowed the third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position last season. So I like the matchup for Sky Moore. Hopefully he's able to kind of break out here in year two. Really liked him heading into year one. It didn't pan out, but you know, maybe I was a year ahead of the curve on uh, Sky Moore. And then the final player, Cortland Sutton. I've seen some people kind of really hyping up Cortland Sutton. They think he's going to be a great option, especially early on with Judy out. In theory, like I get it, you know, if Sutton's talented, Judy goes down, he's going to be the clear-cut wide receiver one. I just don't know if it's quite that simple. Um, I've talked about this in other videos, but at the running back position, if someone goes down, the starter goes down, the backup comes in, the backup is going to produce pretty much regardless because you can just feed a running back volume. You're literally handing them the ball and even, you know, their receptions are kind of lower ADOT. The wide receiver position is different. You have to earn those targets. That's why when Cooper Cup, if he misses this game, like I don't want to be starting Ben Skoranek or Van Jefferson in my lineup because they're not Cooper Cup and they're probably not going to command, you know, the same workload that Cooper Cup would. So looking at Cortland Sutton here, he really hasn't been all that great over the past three seasons. In his five NFL seasons, he only has one season above 11 PPR points per game. So I'm not here to like dump on Cortland Sutton. That's definitely not the point here. But I just think some people view him as like a locked in top 24 wide receiver this week. I can't get there. Um, so just kind of explaining why I'm not having him like skyrocket up these rankings. I think he's interesting. Maybe Russ bounces back. Sutton, I think now two years removed from his ACL tear. It might be three years removed. You know, could have a better season. But he's not someone that I'm just rocketing up my rankings uh, just because Jerry Judy might miss this game. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 36. I did want to point out some players that I didn't have on here, but I'm very high on throughout the rest of the season. JSN was one. Coming off that wrist injury, I think he was always going to be like a later season play. I think he'll probably squeak into these rankings even earlier on in the season, but he just barely missed this week. Uh, Jordan Addison is another one. I'm not sure if he's going to be locked into the wide receiver two routes right away. I think that might go to KJ Osborne, but long-term, very, very high on Jordan Addison. Another one would be Elijah Moore. Very high on Elijah Moore. Just kind of want to see that Browns offense first before I skyrocket him up here. Uh, probably forgetting a few players that just missed the cut, but those were some of the uh, notable ones that I think some people may be interested in. Another guy, actually, Zay Flowers. I know a lot of people like Zay Flowers. I just kind of want to see what this Ravens wide receiver room is going to look like. Is OBJ the number one? Is it Flowers? Is it Bateman? Like, let's take a look at that. And then week two, you know, we can adjust and, uh, you know, potentially move some of these players into the top 36. But once again, that's going to wrap it up for this one. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Hopefully adding the uh, names um, you know, to the players helped. I know some people recommended that in the running back video. 
So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for stopping by and I will see you all in the next one.